this week on the podcast. Uh, it's our final episode. Um, we're doing a recap of uh, the last 20 episodes and also some special uh, special uh, features and uh, some talk about the overall uh, what we've done on the show. Um, and uh, this it's on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. My name is Jason Martin. My name is Paul Joseph Conlon. Oh, fancy. Yes, fancy. Um, it's a fancy day. Okay. And we all got our top hats in Texas. And, uh, I do. I just heard the other day what why why people started wearing top hats. Top hats. You, you, you look taller. No. No. The height because people throwing throwing shit out windows so they can get shit all over their heads. Uh, well, how does the top hat itself prevent that? Keeps it off your head. Well, any hat would do that. We think. Why I think, top hat? I think a top hat's better because it's an extra layer of uh, space protection. Uh, absorbs more, collects more. Yeah. Did the rims like turn up a little more so it pool on there before? Probably, yeah. Yeah. So you kind of wonder what kind of neighborhoods they were walking through. Well, that was, no, that was every neighborhood. Yeah. That wasn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't, there's no such thing as a, it doesn't matter if it was a bad neighborhood or a good neighborhood. That's every neighborhood. People just throwing shit out the windows and, you know, in cities where well, there's multiple stories. No, no plumbing and, and you don't want shit hanging around your apartment. No, see right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, welcome to the final episode. It's a good way to start it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we're going to start off by uh, talking about our, our last 20 episodes, the same way we've done on other recap episodes. Um, and the first of those uh, most recent group of 20 episodes is This is Spinal Tap. Um. This is a movie that uh, ended up much higher on the on my top 100 than I thought it would be because it's in recent years it's gotten better and better for me. And so you appreciate the humor more and more as time goes by. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, you know, it's really just the nature of the whole nature of the whole movie. How it was pretty much all uh, improv- improvised and uh, by you know four different people essentially and. Um, yeah. Well, of course, helmed by Rob, Rob Reiner. Reiner. Yeah, yeah. The great Rob Reiner. Was yeah. this his first theatrical <coughs> film? Yes, yeah, it was. His first uh, first directed movie, yeah. But he grew up in the business, so he knew the way things worked. Yeah, yeah. He had a great, uh, great insight. Uh, um, you know, of course, the, the, the famous uh, line of uh, these go to 11. Um, I was good to 11. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he did a great job of just making fun of... Uh, you know the movie and or the music industry and kind of sh- sort of showbiz in general, just how goofy and phony things are. So family's taken to watching the nanny for Andrea. Yeah. She was in the movie, right? And in one episode, she plays not only the nanny character, but Bobby Fleckman. Bobby Fleckman, really? She plays a dual role. Oh, okay. There's even a another episode later on where she plays uh, Fran Drescher and Fran Fine, the nanny really? character, which is a Odd stuff. I love that uh, little meta stuff. Yeah, um, I always love that meta stuff in TV that used to be rare, and it happens a lot now. But that kind of stuff used to be rare. We, you know. I watched pretty much. It's a funny show. I never watched one first. I never on. did TV either. Maybe I should. Um, but uh, they do a lot of fourth wall breaking and meta stuff, really? especially when they have uh, uh, real people on playing themselves. Okay. Uh, 
That's great because, uh, you know, it's that kind of stuff. I used to love that, and you rarely used to rarely get that in sitcoms, you know, back in like the 80s. It was a rare I thing. I think Donald Trump was on a couple of times. Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell was on as Rosie O'Donnell mm-hmm. doing the Rosie O'Donnell show. And there's another time she was on as a cab driver, not Rosie O'Donnell, some other person. Oh, but yeah. Lots of different stuff going on. Okay. Okay. That's great. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, this is Spinal Tap, a classic. Uh, comedy that inspired a lot of other uh, improv movies over the years. Um, next up on the list was Caddyshack. Uh, uh, the great Caddyshack. Caddyshack uh, loaded with uh, loaded with one-liners. Um, one of the most quoted movies of all time. Great visual sight gags. Yeah. yeah. Baby Ruth in the pool. Right, right. Exactly. Daddy. Yeah. And you have, you know, aside from Danny O'Keefe, the technical character, aside from him, you had four, uh, four major Comedy was, was his name Danny O'Keefe? I think it was Michael O'Keefe was he? Oh yeah, sure. I can Danny, play him. Uh, something or other. I can play him. Yeah, it was Michael yeah. O'Keefe. I was, I was, I was making his character name yeah. Danny O'Keefe now. Yeah, maybe it's because of his, uh, his, 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 his girlfriend's authentic Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, but you know, just a, a movie loaded with one hit or one liners. Um, one of the most quoted movies in my life, probably. Uh, yeah, when it considered one of the best, uh, you know, sports comedies of all time, too. Hey, you get a bowl of soup when you buy that hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it looks good on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, don't. I think this place, this uh, club, is uh, restricted. So don't tell me you're Jewish, Wang. You know. Um, and uh, yeah, Caddyshack. <laughs> you know, showing off like four major major comedy talents for sure. Um, and uh, the next up, the next movie released was a special episode. We went to, got to see a special screening of the suicide squad. Um, uh, James Gunn version. Right. Well, yes, exactly. Up. The suicide squad, not suicide squad. Or as I saw on a marquee um, at the time, suicide squad Two. Uh, <laughs> um, I love how somebody just took the initiative <clears throat> to say, fuck it. Suicide squad Two. Yeah. Um, maybe I guess this person also realized the first one wasn't that great. So, but man, that was a great. I mean, we got we got to see it. Special preview, uh, special Q and A. They had. Uh, we saw about uh, two and a half to three weeks before it came out for the general public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Very good superhero movie. Yeah, and a special uh, episode. We it was just a thirty minute episode, um, and we got it put out right away. And you know it. It was very popular. We had a lot of downloads. A lot of people wanted to, you know, wanted to know oh, about it. it. Good. And uh, it was a, I mean, I, I don't watch, I don't enjoy that many superhero movies, but that was great. I loved it um, for sure. Um, now, uh, next one up is Jackie Brown, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino again. Yeah. Um, you know, the lowest ranking. Tarantino movie on my list at 64. Um, I want to mention too that uh, Spinal Tap was 39, Caddyshack was 68, Jackie Brown was 64. Um, Suicide Squad, this is Squad, Suicide Squad, not on my top 100. Not on your top 100. Yeah, but Jackie Brown, number 64. Um, you know, still a movie that uh, great intertwining uh, plots. You see stuff from different perspectives. Um, also, probably one of his more. Uh... I know there's a lot of killing stuff going on, but it's kind of more sedate movies, you know? Yeah. You know, not over-the-top violence. Right. As, I mean, a few spurts of it here and there, yeah. but not the yeah. over-the-top that you were used to in other things. Right. Like, uh, 
uh, Pulp Fiction, uh, Reservoir Dogs, and Glorious Bastards. Yeah. But this one, it had, it had the Tarantino violence, but yeah. not, the, right. not the same level. What also, the only movie they had, right, that was based on another, based on someone else. Elmore Leonard, yeah. Elmore Leonard, right. Um, um, and, you know, you get to see Robert De Niro playing a different role. Uh, a a con Pothead. Yeah, ex-con, you know, like, obviously, he's somebody you can see. He's somebody who spent a lot of time in prison. He, um, did, he did really good. He did really good, but this definitely was a role that wasn't designed to be a lead in the movie. Right. Uh, it was a second banana character to uh, another lead, uh, Jackson's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he killed it. Yeah, yeah, he did. And uh, the great Robert Forster, um, man, he was just... He was just excellent in the movie. Loved him. Didn't you say that, that he was like this role was written for him? Quentin yes. Tarantino signed, signed yeah. it for him and, and went out out of his way to get him. He's like, at first, he really didn't want to do it. Didn't yeah, he? he was basically like hadn't been acting. I don't think in a while, and he's like, no, this you need to do this or something like that. Yeah. Good thing he did, or we would have got him in Breaking Bad. Right, right, and he was great in Breaking Bad too, for sure. Um, next up is The Hangover. Um, you know, this movie, even if it's not a comedy, this could this could have been a great movie. Just the the storyline, the 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 mystery. Yeah. You know what happened to Doug? You know where is he? What happened to him? I would like to see him. Who's the who's the director again? Uh, hmm? Who's the director writer again? Oh, um, I can't Phillips, think of Todd Phillips. Yeah, Todd Phillips. Yeah, yeah. Redo the movie Hangover, but set as a comedy, as a mystery, right, or a thriller, you right? Know, where's Where's Doug? No. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's life is in the balance. There's so much going on. Yeah, and you can literally do the whole movie, but set as a comedy. Yeah, make it a thriller. I mean, it's a the, the plot is really is you know it's it's an outstanding plot, but uh, you know it's a true real mystery. Like they set certain things up, like. When the uh, I don't know when the sort of Chinese gangsters ram the car into him, like you know, like where is he? Where is he? You know, they they think they're talking about Doug. Like, no, we're looking for the same guy, but they're talking. They're looking for um, the uh, doctor. Yeah, Ken Jong's uh, character. You know, and a lot of it's just a smart movie. I mean, it's extremely funny too. Very rewatchable. Um, it was uh, <clears throat> one of the few movies that I laughed out loud at a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. When I first saw it, and also one of the movies where I didn't want to see it at all, I mean, I dragged to it. And loved yeah, it. yeah, and loved it. Yeah, and I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it uh, numerous times in the last few months, uh, rewatching like fifteen more times or something. Even since we did the episode, um, it's an excellent movie. Um, now uh, it was number fifty-seven on my list. Uh, next up, we had Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is, um, man, what a classic! Uh, you know classic movie um i you know this is a movie that when i was a kid i mean this and wizard of oz were basically equal when i was a kid they're like so once a year they were like you have to see it seminal holiday type movies yes once a year you have to see it um and it's a uh you know, um, I don't, I, I don't have it right here. What number is it on the list? I know it's near the uh, bottom. 83. 83. 83 on the list. Um, very, obviously also a very quotable movie uh, and, you know, extremely dark. 
um, dark humor. Yeah. The very dark humor road doll. Yeah. And, um, and then the weird mix of, is this America or is this Germany or is this England? What the hell? All these people with weird accents, different places. And, and I think it was supposed to be England, but they filmed in Germany, which is why you had that weird vibe going mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, uh, Gene Wilder, American, Jack Alverson, American, but I yeah. think the kids were all British. Yeah. A lot of the adults were British. Yeah. So cause they, they trucked in a lot of uh, the English people from the English production, right. English American production. So mm -hmm. like, it kind of makes a nice multicultural vibe way back then. Yeah, yeah. And no one really talked about accents and stuff like that. They all just did their parts. and They didn't worry about English, American, yeah. German, whatever. Yeah. And um, Gene Wilder in one of the, you know, you know, probably if you ranked like greatest movie characters of all time, he's probably on that list, you know. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Um, and uh, next up on the list was... Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, number 92. Um, Tim Burton's first movie. Uh, Danny Elfman's first first movie. Um, Pee-wee Herman's first movie? Pee-wee Herman's first, you know, well, his first starring vehicle. First as Pee-wee Herman character, certainly. Um, we saw him on the, you know, we saw him in Blues Brothers playing the waiter. Um, but his first uh, movie and uh, co-written by uh, the great Phil Hartman, too. And, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, this is a movie I didn't think would make my top 100, but it snuck in there. I realized, yeah, it's still pretty great. It's uh, it definitely has a lot of charm. Yeah, and then you know Jan Hooks playing the uh, tour guide at the Alamo. It's like uh, talking about uh, this fictional uh, family of. It's like Inez is very proud of her tortillas or whatever she says. Something like that. It's it's a it's it's a really really silly movie. It's really great holds up i think um next up was uh, casino at number 80 um you know yet another scorsese movie another uh de niro movie yeah another de niro possession Pesci. um you also got sharon stone in there and james woods and don rickles it's crazy that don rickles is in this movie and he does not do anything funny the whole time he's straight just normal he's very menacing too yeah he is he is you got Kevin Pollock in there, um, and uh, you know, great, uh, you know, great story of um, somebody that ran casinos, um, and uh, still get Joe Pesci basically doing the same kind of character, um, pretty much um, with a with a definitely has a weird act, a different accent. They definitely made sure he had a odd, different accent to you know set apart from Goodfellas, but he does a great job at it. Um, next up, we had Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And this movie, uh, number number 11 on my list, right? For some reason, these, yeah, long, these long titles aren't showing up as on this list. Number here. 11 is correct. Number 11. Between Baby Driver and Reservoir Dogs. Okay, yeah. Um, man, this movie, I didn't see it till years after it came out. And it's a... It's a Will Ferrell movie without Will Ferrell. It's a Judd Apatow. It's really that type of movie. Really doesn't. I mean, this is also a movie that's a great biography, biopic. Even if it's not funny, it's still, and it's a fictional biopic, but um, the greatest biopic ever made, musical biopic <laughs> ever made, according to me. Um, 
love this movie and it's so funny and you know wrong kid died and wrong uh, kid died. yeah it's like uh you know i've been dreaming about killing you with a machete for years and like you have you know like <laughs> his dad's like um, <coughs> um and uh yeah kristen wig playing his first his first wife you know it's like i'm doing cox's 12 year old girlfriend you know she's clearly like 30 when she says that and uh a movie that's 100% making fun of itself, too, as it goes along. And Tim Meadows with the constant uh, drug things, you know. And at the end, he's like, and you never once offered to pay, you know, you never once paid for drugs, not once, you know. <laughs> um, man, I love this movie. This movie, I'm sure, surprised you a lot of how high it was on the list. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. I believe, I guess, like in the 80s and yeah. uh, you put it in number 11. Yeah, yeah. And the whole thing about how, he always had a manager, but of course the managers always had to be Jews, always, hundred percent. Even when it was younger, grand grandsons and sons, it yeah. had to be had to be Jews because you know it was such a great silly little thing. Uh, and uh, uh, next up, uh, there's something about Mary, number forty one. Um, this is still, I think, one of the just as far as pure just funny movies. I think it's still one of the funniest movies ever made. Definitely, yeah. And uh, the only Fair, Fairly Brothers movie that made my list. Um, the only one. Why is that? Um, I don't know. Um, it surprised me because, you know, 20 years ago, I would have probably said several. Um, me, myself Dumb and, me, myself, and Irene was the closest. Dumb and Dumber was close. Um, Kingpin was close. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, there's probably, there's those three movies are all in my second hundred, if I have a second hundred. I think they definitely would be in there. Um, but they're, you know, but anyway, I mean, they're still great. It's just, I don't like Dumb and Dumber and myself, me, myself, and Irene as much as I used to. Uh, something about Mary. Uh, More timeless. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, everyone, I think everyone, most people would agree it's their best movie. I mean, critics would, I'm sure, would agree. Um, but, uh, you know, Ben Stiller, you know, is just great in it. And Cameron Diaz, I mean, Chris Elliott. Matt Dillon, that ridiculous over the top character, like, and he's trying to press her, and but for some reason doesn't know how to say the language. Talking about, he, I work with retards, you know, and she's like, "Isn't that a little politically?" It's like I don't, I'm not gonna let anyone tell me how should you know. It's just great. He's trying to impress her, but he yeah. hasn't done a little bit of research into yeah. how to actually talk to somebody or whatever, how to act. Um, but uh, next up was Forrest Gump. Um, number 75, uh, Forrest Gump, um, you know, I've seen Forrest Gump more than most of the movies on this list. As far as the main the amount of times I've seen it, it's probably in the top fifth. I'd say it's number 15 on the whole list is what I've seen watched. the most. Yeah. And what is the most watched movie on your list? Um, is it your number one movie? No. Well, it could be, but it, it might be Groundhog Day. It might be Groundhog Day. It might be Groundhog Day. Yeah. It might be Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, I mean, Pulp Fiction might be. Um, it's weird that we can actually talk about what's number one and two and whatever now. We don't have to spoil it. Everything's spoiled already. <laughs> um, it might be Groundhog Day, but uh, Forrest Gump's the top 15 probably. I've seen it so many times, and it's got some. And yet it only shows up at 75. 75, yeah. Um, between Jurassic Park and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good one, though. Lots of uh, lots of good stuff in it. 
um, great music, very funny movie too. Um, and uh, next up we have uh, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Do you have the number on this one? Because it's let me find it in here. The uh, the ones with the long titles, I'm having trouble finding the uh, um maybe in the 40s or 50s. I can't remember. 60s. I think I just put Anchorman here, so I don't have the full long right, title right, in here. Right. Let me go through my list um, here. But Anchorman, the Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, um, uh, 61. 61. Okay, yeah, 61 on my list. Um, you know, I like a lot of Will Ferrell movies. This is definitely my favorite, um, for sure. Um, it's a great. It's a Judd Apatow too, and uh, Christian Applegate's great in it too. It had a good ensemble cast. Yeah, it did. Um, the ageless Paul Rudd is in it. Um, Steve Carell, his. Uh, his kind of probably breakout role where people were like, okay, this guy can do movies and uh, let him into a big movie career. And uh, David Koechner, who I think is perennially underrated. Um, David Koechner's just, he's awesome. Um, was he a sports guy? Yeah. Yeah. Champ kind. Um, and, uh, you know, Fred, we get to see Fred Willard in here uh, being the boss. But uh, yeah, I love Anchorman. It's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, next up, we had Bullworth, number 20, the Warren Beatty uh, political, uh, very dark comedy. Now, Bullworth is one of those movies that I've shown to different people over the years, like, because most people haven't seen it. So I'm like, you have to, you have to watch this. This is great. Um, and it's a very dark movie about uh, a guy who's hired somebody to, to kill himself. Um, so his uh, daughter can get the insurance money and he he's basically doing favors for a big insurance company <clears throat> to get a, a giant payout for his daughter after he's gone. And then it kind of freezes his mind and right to, in his mouth to see whatever he really feels right on the uh, campaign trail, knowing that it won't matter in the end anyway. Right. Right. He finds uh, I don't know, a new reason to live. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like, <clears throat> Hey, I want to live now. And then he's like, Hey, when I'm going to cancel this, uh, this contract, they're going to kill me. And then he realizes he doesn't know how to cancel it. And well, he, he does cancel properly, but the guy he canceled with, he went through dies. Of a heart right. Right. He out. thought he thought he canceled it. And then he realized that, uh, uh, yeah, he can't do it. So, um, well, he's in a coma, but close enough. Same, same difference. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, uh, but yeah, a great, a great movie. Halle Berry's in there too, and Oliver Platt. Uh, you know, um, Jack uh, Jack Warden. Um, wish there was more Jack Warden on my list. You know, he's one of those forgotten. Is used cars on your list? No, no. What's wrong with you? There was no. multiple Jack Warden in that. Right. True. And uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Heaven can wait. He was Gary in that, Graham. wasn't he? Wasn't he in Heaven can wait? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. He probably was. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Warby. Yeah, he, he was, was the uh, he was the coach. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Jack Ward. Yeah, he's good. Um, next up was uh, Psycho at number twenty nine. Um, I mentioned uh, on the episode this is this is the this is uh, the ultimate. I wish I could go back and watch it again for the first time. Movie having known nothing about right. it, right? And because you know I had heard about it for years, and I don't know why or I didn't want to watch it. When I finally watched it, it kind of blew my mind. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Um, and uh, one of the first movies to follow a main character to a certain point and then kill him off. Yes. And follow everyone else after that. Yes. Yes. 
which provides two reference points in my number and one movie, Pulp Fiction, um, to the boss crossing the street. And also the main character being killed off halfway through the movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about that, that part being a reference to Psycho, but I'm pretty sure the boss crossing the street is a little bit of a Psycho nod, I think. Um, and uh, um, next up was uh, Night of the Living Dead at number 85. Um, the next two movies, we had a special guest, Celeste Reddish, on here to talk about it. She was a big Halloween fan. That's why she was there for those episodes. Uh, she had never seen Night of the Living Dead, really. But uh, Night of the Living Dead uh, invented the modern zombie idea, invented the whole idea about, you get, you know, you got to kill the brain or you yeah. can burn them. Um, that all comes from this movie. Um and you know, super low budget uh, movie that uh, was a surprise, massive hit. Um, I mean, called Fallen. Yeah, yeah. I saw it at conventions, comic book science, science fiction conventions long before I ever saw uh, a, I don't know, that, the actual release cut or yeah, or DVD or VHS. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, uh, this movie has a lot of respect. I think it was like might have been like ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Very, very. Uh, well-respected movie. Um, next up was Halloween at number 99. Um, you know, the movie that, the, the movie that kind of started the whole slasher thing. Well, yeah. it did start it. I mean, Psycho. Psycho was first, before. but it didn't really kick off a lot of, years before. oh, uh, 18 years before, but it didn't really, um, didn't, didn't kick off a big, right. Right. It was too early for that. There was too many, uh, Hitchcock got away with it cause he was Hitchcock, but, the Hays Code was basically still enforced until yeah. like 67 or 68, where you couldn't do things like that, really. Um, so, but Halloween uh, started, um, created uh, the number one movie villain on my list. Um, and also um, Jamie Lee Curtis's career. Um, stemmed from this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she, you know, yeah. John Carpenter made him to the point where he could do whatever. So later on, he he did the thing, which is a is one of those movies has gotten way more respected the last you know whatever several years than yeah. it used to be. People are realizing how brilliant the thing is. Um, and the uh, Halloween, great great scary movie. Um, next up was Ghostbusters at number fifty two. Um, this movie um, we had a special guest uh, Jennifer Nykirk. Um, who I've known a couple years, and the thing I've known about her is the number one thing is Ghostbusters is her favorite movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so anytime I see a meme about Ghostbusters or something, and I, I'll send it to her. She probably already has a hundred other friends. She's that probably already, already waiting in line for Thursday's premiere of. Uh, she's going Netflix. Friday night. I asked her. She's going Friday night. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's a huge. Uh, yeah, we are. Um, we're recording this. Uh, um, a good. The- we're recording this a couple of days before the new Ghostbusters comes out. Um, uh, this episode's going to come out uh, Christmas week, by the way. Merry Christmas, by the way. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy yeah. New Year. Yeah. And um, sorry, no uh, Christmas movies this year for you. Um, but uh, Ghostbusters, uh, all time, you know. All-time comedy classic, but also it was a you know horror movie too a little bit. Um, Wait, uh, Pulp Fiction tonight, uh, Christmas movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we should have done a special Die Hard. 
right episode for Christmas time. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we still will. We yeah. still will. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, yeah Ghostbusters, uh, you know, one of the all one of the, one of the seminal '80s movies. If you think about '80s movies, Ghostbusters is, oh, yeah. is one of the ten at least that pops into your head. This is an '80s movie, and uh, you know, from the actors to the music to the storyline, all of it. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, Ghostbusters with number fifty-two and. We'll continue our recap right after this. We are back here on the final episode. Um, uh, we're, we've been recapping the last 20 uh, episodes that we've done. Um, we're up to near the end here. Um, we, there's where we started doing the final five in order. Up until now, we've been doing them random order. Uh, just so you know, like the way we picked them, like usually I'd pick one and he'd pick one. And sometimes we would do it because we felt like doing it or sometimes it was to fit into a certain holiday or a certain anniversary or movie getting released. Um, we tried to get Ghostbusters to really fall when right, Ghostbusters right. Half-Life was coming out, but they kept moving it around. Right. Yeah. Finally just had to let go with Halloween. Right. Day. Right. And we missed the, we missed the Ghostbusters week by a week, by a week only. So, um, and that's where we got to here where we got to our <clears throat> top five, which is uh, number five is my cousin Vinny. And this movie <clears throat> really, we talked about it's an outstanding courtroom script. Acumen. <laughs> you know, even if it's not a comedy, they, they wrote a really tight script and they nailed it. And and it's you know, it's believable on both sides. Like you think you think your side's gonna win, but they present enough stuff to where and even at the last minute, you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Um, um actually believe it or not, last night it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And Didi was watching it. I, and I was it. actually struck by something because we, we we talked about how mm-hmm. the lawyers seem to know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's really that first cross examination of the grit scene, mm-hmm. right? And after they went through, I'm like, yeah, that you really nailed it, blah blah blah. And I started thinking about it. How could that southern lawyer, Lane Smith's character, not have caught the five minutes to make grits thing? Yeah, how could he? Listen all that testimony, brought it up there, and then not noticed. No, grits don't take five minutes, they take 20 minutes, yeah, and not allowed it in or moved it around or made it different or something like that. It struck me last night watching, like, you know Mm. what? If this outsider New York figured out, come this uh, this smart prosecutor didn't figure it out. I'm gonna say that he just he knew he noticed, but he he chose to ignore it and think think that uh, the Yankees wouldn't notice, he would notice, yeah. I think uh, I think he knew, yeah. But that's a good point. Um, I mean, this movie—it's um, just a really great script. I mean, really tight story. The way he set up believability of why they're in prison, why they got arrested, um, and the whole well, how they get off at the end—like it's, it's extremely well done. Um, very quotable movie too. That you know, the two Utes, the two Utes, and uh, the two defendants, defendants, yeah. And uh, you get to hear uh, Fred Gwynn doing that uh, great accent. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously love this movie a lot. Number five on the list. Um, number four was Catch Me If You Can. Um, Leo and Tom. Yeah, the best Spielberg movie, according to me. The best Leonardo movie. The best Tom Hanks movie. Um, the second best Christopher Walken movie. Um, man, this movie, uh, it's just, I saw it in theaters. Uh, the theme song is outstanding 
um, the whole thing about showing them on to tell the truth as an introduction to the character was brilliant, I think. Um, and then, the, you know, you, sh- you show them at the end and then you basically see the story from the <clears> beginning. And it occurs to me now, <clears throat> I feel like right now, mm-hmm. that that intro, to tell the truth, mm-hmm. kind of sets up the ending. Yeah. There's no real no real jeopardy for the character. You don't know how it's going to end up. Right, right. You know he's not going to wind up dead. He's not going to wind up right. in prison. He's going to wind up on to tell the truth. Right. True. Um, so. Yeah, it's true. Because they wouldn't be letting him out of prison to do to tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, no. You know. <laughs> um, but not only that, but he he would be on to tell the truth if he was still under the protective wash of the FBI doing his time all true, true. You know, up front, even if you don't realize it in the movie that you know, at the end credits, they give the, the update on everyone, how they went on about their lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, the, the beginning of the movie lets you know that his life returns is somewhat normal. Yeah, it does. That's, that's a good point. Because normally all of us wind up on To Tell the Truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, number three movie is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, number one Coen Brothers number movie. Number one Coen Brothers movie, number one Clooney movie. Um, number one Totoro movie, and that's saying something. because Number one Holly Hunt movie. That's true, because I have several <clears throat> Totoro movies high on my list. I've got uh, The Big Lebowski. I've got Quiz Show. These are both in my top eight. You know, they're seven and eight. The Big Lebowski and Quiz Show are seven and eight. And then you also have uh, Do the Right Thing at number thirty. So uh, Totoro's in a lot of a lot of my favorite movies. And uh, you got a John Goodman in here. Um, you know, for a little bit, um, just, you know, Charles Durning playing the, uh, governor is just perfect. Um, and his little entourage of, of, uh, goofballs that are, you know, kind of terrible political, uh, you know, Durning movies are we have on the list. Um, <clears throat> didn't we, um, Sting is in the Sting, right? Sting. Yeah, that's uh, right. Is Tootsie on your movie list? Huh? Is on your list? No, no, no. I think there might be another Durning movie on there. Yeah, Sting, definitely. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Hudsucker Proxy is not on my list, although it's the closest Coen Brothers that didn't make the list. Um, it's a great one. Um, and, uh, yeah, Oh Brother Wartell, just a very quotable, very funny movie. Lots of good music, too. Um, number two is was Groundhog Day. Uh, yeah. So... I think that's probably the, the movie I've seen the most on my list. I think um, probably your number one Bill Murray movie. Yeah. Your number one Andy McDowell movie. Yeah. Your number one Chris Elliott movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your number number one. Uh, Al Ramis. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> um, you know, and this movie is loved by so many people. Your number one Brian Dahlberg. That's that is that is saying something because he's in several. Um, of my movies on my list. Caddyshack, uh, Vacation, Christmas Vacation, um, probably one more. I can't remember right now, but um, yeah. Um, Groundhog Day, just an infinitely watchable movie. Um, it's, you know, it's sweet. It's romantic too, but it's also dark and funny. Um, and following the whole storyline of the day repeating itself is very delightful. Um that brings us to number one on my list, which we did re- just. Oh, we did. missed the opportunity. You went to now for number two on the list: Groundhog Day. Hey, Groundhog Day, yeah. And number two is Groundhog Day. Um, number one movie: Pulp Fiction. 
um, when I was putting my list together. Um, was there I, ever any doubt that this would be number one? Or was there a little bit of doubt when you got up to Groundhog Day and, and the other five? I thought it was possible that Groundhog Day, by the time we got to the end, that Groundhog Day might go to number one, but it didn't. Nah, it didn't. Um, I've ground, uh, Pulp Fiction's been my number one movie since, I don't know, probably the first few times I saw it in theaters. It's been my number one movie. And, uh, you know, and Groundhog Day is definitely, uh, I knew Groundhog Day was number two. Uh, three and four had a chance to be flip flop, possibly. Five, six, and seven. Uh, six and seven being Planes, Trains, Automobiles, and Big Lebowski. Chance to be flip flop there. But um, Pulp Fiction is definitely number one. Um, Tarantino, uh, so many people tried to copy this movie with their types of style. <clears throat> and um, Eight Days in the Valley, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and you could point to a lot of movies that. You know, I mean, I've always thought of Snatch being a Pulp Fiction type movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so like the multiple storylines, you know, put together different parts. Yeah, and, and affectionately, I call Pulp Fiction as a violent comedy. That's that's the genre it is. According to me, it's a violent comedy, and you know, it's you know, just this wasn't something that wasn't very common before this, where a movie could be very funny, but it was extremely violent too, um, and it just. The violent comedy, a lot of you know, Snatch is that type of movie for sure. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, Pulp Fiction. Um, I saw Pulp Fiction before I saw Reservoir Dogs, and Reservoir Dogs still ended up very high on my list. Um, yeah. the 12, I think. Um, and uh, but uh, you know, well, we said plenty about Pulp Fiction on the episode, so we don't need to talk about it forever here, but. There's a reason why it made number one on my list. Um, I want to know what that reason is. Because it's great. Here we go. Yeah. Um, now, we have a, uh, a feature uh, coming up that Paul doesn't know what's going to happen here. And I've got a little sort of trivia thing for him, prepared for him, ah. uh, based on my top 100 list. Am uh, I supposed to no. turn the list away? Yes, turn the list away. Turn the list away. Yeah, yeah. You can just or turn your phone over whatever you want to do, yeah. Um, now I have prepared, um, I have my top 100 movies listed here in order. Um, and for every, every single movie, I have a quote, but I did not pick for the most part. I did not pick an obvious quote because I picked an obvious quote. He would have got 98 of the hundred. On these because most of these movies are very famous movies anyway so i picked quotes that are a little more obscure all right before we get into that speaking yeah. of trivia yeah dd uh, and i and some friends played trivia this past friday night mm -hmm. and uh the, the halftime question is always a four-parter mm -hmm. each part right and you get points you don't lose any points so mm -hmm. it was a chapter list for dvd so mm -hmm. it like three or four chapter lists on a dvd <clears> and in the movie and the first three were like super easy. And the last one was like odd, but it was Groundhog Day. Really? One was, uh, I think it was Time's Up. Uh, you put the wrong tape in and uh, No Tomorrow. Okay. So at the time, I was looking at I figured out what it was. And someone said, is that Groundhog Day? I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as he said that, I put the chapter heads in there. Boom, I had it. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's and I, if I hadn't watched it. I would like know. the, oh, yeah. I, I, I would like the, uh, I would like that kind of trivia question. That's a good one. Um, 
So as a reminder, I've got the top 100 movies in front of me. I'm going to do them out of order, obviously, because... Are you doing them in the order in which we recorded them? Because that might no, be a clue. No, no. Because that would have taken time to actually do, so I had to do that. Oh, I've got them listed in order, but I'm going to ask you them in order. Um, so, and this is a quote from all top 100 movies, so this is going to take a little time. Now, <clears throat> go ahead and guess, because some of these... Are really obscure. You're not. You're not going to get. I mean, I didn't make him extremely difficult, but some of a few are obvious. Not many though. So if you don't, you don't make it. You don't make it. That's all right. And I'm just going to put an X. I, I'm afraid right now that <clears throat> the only quote I'm gonna, actually going to get is from Ed Wood. <laughs> okay. Which is the movie I hated the most. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Let's see. And uh... all right, you ready? Yes. And so I'm going to give you the quote, and you try and guess the movie. Right. And if you don't, just, I don't know. Because, yeah. You're going to mark this some way if I got it right or wrong. That way uh, I can have a percentage at the end of how well. I will now. <clears throat> what are we rem remarkable in? I will now. Um, here's the first quote. And I'm going to try to do them in the voice if possible. If that, it's, that would help. Hopefully if it's not. Hopefully it doesn't end up sounding racist, but it, it may, I'm going to try to do the voice. Okay. Um, I don't know. Mr. Lee is Korean. I happen to be Japanese, in case you never bothered to notice. Uh, falling down? Yes. Um, and these are two different characters on this one. I just need some change. You have to buy something anyway. Oh, quick change. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, I know white. I'm black. Me and you, same. Well, I, you're right. I should know. It's it's one of 98 movies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Blazing Saddles. That's a good guess. Do the right thing. Huh. All right. You're such a super lady. You're such a super lady. Four-year-old Irkin? Fargo. Uh, the accent I should have cut. Just as a bonus, these are the four Steve Park movies I did right off the bat. Oh. For I, no good reason. I should have caught that. I made sure all those movies were the those, Steve Park lines. Those are all Steve Park lines, right. too. Oh, wow. I yeah. thought about right. it. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. <clears throat> she wrapped up her damn cat. She wrapped up her damn cat. Yeah, I should know this. Um, Blazing Tattles. My go-to answer until I get it right. Christmas Vacation. Um, let's see. Um, what the hell is diversity? What the hell is diversity? Blazing Tattles. Anchorman. Oh, yeah. Is this hotel pager-friendly? 
hangover? Yes. Are you menstruating right now? I should know this one. Blazing Saddles. Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He, he looks like a tick about the pop. I can't keep saying Blazing Saddles because I figure I'm going to get that one wrong eventually. He looks like a tick about the um, Raising Arizona? A Christmas Story. Oh. Mister, I love the way you wear that hat. Blazing Saddles. Deliverance. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one I'll be remembered for. Groundhog Day? Ed Wood. Oh, thank God I didn't know that one. Maple syrup is supposed to be on the table before the pancakes. Groundhog Day. Rain Man. Oh. My friend says that if you were any more handsome, it would be a crime. It's a shame you're such an asshole. Groundhog Day. Nurse Betty. Oh. I'm the kind of man likes to know who's buying their drinks. Big Lebowski? The Shining. No ticky, no laundry. Blazing Saddles. The Departed. I'm doing really bad at this. Apparently he told one Pollock joke too many. Casino. Raising Arizona. Oh. Just clean the pipes and let's go. Let's go. What was that again? Just clean the pipes and let's go. There's something about Mary. Yes. You should have seen the cover they wanted to do. Hmm. The contender? This is Final Tap. Ah. So, Jimmy, when was the last time you saw Dave? So, Jimmy, when was the last time you saw Dave? Does he know? Mr. Griver. Ah. The moose out front should have told you. Vacation. Okay. That was, a, that was easy. That's one I figured you might. Thanks, uh, for, the easy, thanks for the easy layout. Yeah. Um, these are two different characters. How often does the train go by? So often you won't even notice it. Because of Vinny? No. Oh. The Blues Brothers. Another train outside the window movie. Mm -hmm. You won't hurt me because there are rules for policemen. Psycho? Die Hard. Ah. Kelly Clarkson. Four-year-old version. Yeah. 40-year-old version. That's a bingo. Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? We just uh, say bingo. Inglorious Bastards? Yes. 
here's also two different characters. He's not as tough as he thinks he is. Neither are we. I know this one too. Great line. I don't know if it's a famous line, but it's a great line. Blazing Towns. The Sting. I think you get this one. If I'd only gotten to be a doctor for five minutes, that would be a tragedy. Field of Dreams. Yes. And that is a good line. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I figured you might get that one. Um, let's see. Uh, nice Beaver. Uh, naked Gun. Yes. Bring a bottle of pink champagne. Jackie Brown. Joyride. Oh. I put a cherry on top for you. Booyah. Blazing's house. Jackie Brown. <laughs> oh, Jackie Brown. Damn. I was going to do that one next anyway, but uh, yeah. Um, I heard you were half Jewish. Just the good half. Blazing's house. <laughs> That's a good one. I, no, good fellas. Makes sense, actually. Um I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. Ghostbusters. The thing. But we're good Ghostbusters. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. I can sell anything. I can sell lewds to a comment full of nuns. Nuns. Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. I'm so insignificant, I can't even kill myself. Blazing Saddles. Uh, no, Sideways. Oh, well, yeah, that actually fits. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's fair to condemn the whole program because of a single slip-up. Appreciate it. Dr. Strangelove. Ah. There's two different characters. Does he make you laugh? He doesn't make me cry. Blazing Saddles. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Screws fall out all the time. The world's an imperfect place. Big Lebowski. The Breakfast Club. <clears throat> oh, the dock, yeah. The door goes shut. Door, yeah. um, <clears throat> ah, Juicy Fruit. Blazing Towns. One flew of the cuckoo's nest. That is one big pile of shit. Blazing Towns. Jurassic Park. No, yeah, that was a big pile of shit. Um, who's the baby killer? Force Gump. Yes, Force Gump. Um, quid pro quo. Sounds of the Lambs. Yep. You guys give up or are you thirsty for more? Home Alone? Yes. It ain't cool being a jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. 
Blazing's out. Trading places. Uh, Damn shame what they did to that dog. Blazing Saddles. Coming to America. The when he rents him the apartment. Oh, he's got yeah, the, yeah, the blind the, ta man. the tape line on the Yeah. The blind man, his cane and the dog. Yeah. Um I don't give a shit who he's connected to. Tell him to take his fucking feet off the table. What do you think? What do you think this is? A goddamn sawdust joint? Walk hard? Casino. <clears throat> I arrived in the country with, with clothing, two US dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect me from AIDS. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the accent. It helped. Thank you. It wasn't that good. But yeah. Yeah. Um, you've been living on borrowed time and another man's memories. You've been living on borrowed time and another man's memories. Blazing Saddles. Angel Heart. Oh. I thought you ain't get that one. I like that movie too. But yeah. <clears throat> Help, police, murder. <laughs> Willy Wonka and chocolate factory. Yeah, yeah. Um, and was the delivery not right? Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The Forbidden Zone was once a paradise. Your kind made a wasteland of it ages ago. Planet of the Apes. Yes. Um, I know you're afraid, but we'll have to work together. Blazing Saddles. Night of the Living Dead. Not a lot of quotes from that movie, but you know. Um, I call it the Alan Parsons Project. Okay, which one was this? Was the first one or the second one? Uh, Austin Powers. Mm -hmm. The Spy Shag Me? Yep, that's it. That's the second one. The only sequel without having the original on the list. Yes, all? yes. Um, can I have that Chesterfield now? Hmm. Blazing Sounds. True Romance. When Dennis Hopper knows he's about to get killed. Like, Not a red apple. Well, he didn't direct it. No, he didn't. Yeah. He probably put that in the script and Tony Scott was like, that's stupid. Yeah, what is that? Nobody's ever heard of that. Yeah. Um, haven't you guys ever heard of the healing power of laughter? Blazing Sounds. Batman. Um... Did anyone ever tell you you look like a penis with that little hat on? Blazing Saddles. A league of their own. <coughs> the Empire. Um, good Lord, I've been I've heard about this. Cat juggling. The jerk. Yes. Keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Blazing Saddles. Bowfinger. Well, the world needs ditch diggers too. Caddyshack. Yeah. The accent helped there, right? Uh, not really. Okay. <clears throat> Under gotcha. the line. Gotcha. Um, are we shooting or what? Blazing Saddles. The three three kings. Uh, At the beginning, they don't know if the war is on and they can actually. Can I kill people? What's going on? Um, he's a real Chazer. What? He's a real Chazer. Chazer. 
Usual suspects? Scarface. Or there's this character tells him about a Yiddish word that means pig or something like that. Werewolf. Werewolf. Young Frankenstein. Yes. Are you suggesting coconuts migrate? That would be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes. And uh, let's see. Um, We're going to need a shitload of dimes. Blazing Saddles. Yes. Finally got it. (laughs) Now I can't use it no more. I was going to wait that. I should have left that to the end so you get a lot more wrong. Um, Have you a valediction, boyo? Oh, good accent. It put it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, LA Confidential. Yes. Johnny, what can you make of this? Really? Blazing Saddles. Airplane. <laughs> Honey, Johnny, the, he's like, I can make a, <clears throat> I can make a paper airplane. I can make <clears throat> it that. Um, and <clears throat> we've got some more to do, but we'll be back right after this. Okay. We were back here on the podcast on the final episode. Uh, we're in the middle of a, a trivia game. I've been given, uh, I took quotes from each one quote from all the top 100 movies. And I made sure the quotes are, for the most part, not very obvious ones. Um, because I know if I picked the obvious ones, Paul would have got like almost every single one of them. You have picked the most obscure quote from every single movie. Come yeah, on. I have, I have, yeah, exactly. Well, not exactly, but yeah. So, um, I think I'm batting ten, uh, what 10 percent, probably. Yeah, <clears throat> so we got some more movies to do here, not not a bunch more, but we've got some more to do here. So, I'm going to go right into it. The next movie, the next quote is <clears throat> This is not the forum to be cavalier. It's not the form to be cavalier. Blazing Saddles. <coughs> you know, you already guessed that. Yes, one. I know, but I, that's my placeholder. Okay. Rather than my, accidentally guessing something. My cousin Vinny. Um, oh, wow. I'm like, I just saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again. Her first baby came out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. Halloween. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's when the Dylan Baker plays the guy that picks him up in the pickup truck. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, about his wife, yeah, how tough yeah. she is. Okay, um, yeah. He treats objects like women, man. Say it again. He treats objects like women, man. There's something about Mary. The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um. Do you have a dictionary, Mr. Webster? There's something about Mary. The contender. Or, uh, Christian Slater's character was Mr. Webster. Ah, Noah Webster, wasn't it? Was he actually called Noah Webster? I don't think it was his first name, but yeah. It was, um, um, you and I are a team. Nothing is more important than our friendship. Blazing Saddles. Um. Baby driver. 
and he was quoting Monsters, Monsters Inc. Remember, <laughs> and that drove Kevin Spacey nuts that he quoted a kid's in a cartoon. Um, I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything I thought it could be. I did absolutely nothing, and it was everything I thought it could be. I know that's familiar to you. Yeah, it's one of those teasing at the edge of my conscience type. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. Office space. Eddie, you keep talking like a bitch. I'm going to slap you like a bitch. It's not Pulp Fiction, is it? No. Is it another Tarantino movie? Maybe. Reservoir Dogs? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Here's two different characters. Yeah, he gave me this look when I said Pulp Fiction. Right, right. Like I was that close. Right. I'm like, oh, it must be a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Uh, here's two different characters. He fucked my grandma. That's awesome. I I, I should know this one, too. I think it's fairly recently that he did this one. Yeah. Ghostbusters? Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. It was two minutes, five minutes ago. And I can see the clock. Blazing saddles. Snatch. He's cooking the meat on the grill. Uh. Um, I would just want to mention again, we're for people that tuned in right now or lost, we were doing a quote from all the top 100 movies out of order. I picked more obscure quotes. Um, so Paul wouldn't get them all right. But uh, so that's what we're doing right get now. Get them all right. Yeah. <laughs> Barely getting um, any of them yeah. right. Um, there's two different characters. What day is this? It's Wednesday. What day is this? It's Wednesday. Groundhog Day. Jaws. Last line of the movie. Um, come on, get up you and fight, you shivering junkyard. Come on, get up and fight, you shivering junkyard. junkyard. Mm-hmm. This movie's loaded with famous quotes. That's not one of them. Pulp Fiction. Wizard of Oz. The scarecrow and the no. and the him are fighting or whatever. Um where does it say you can't kill a kill a cop? Where does it say you can't kill a cop? Blazing saddles. The Godfather. <clears throat> oh, I'm the forger. Catch me if you can. The Great Escape. Donald um, Pleasance. Yeah. Um, um, and here's a here's a here's one for you. This is two different characters. Um, two different characters. I declare. Oh, I don't. That's why I get to keep it.
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Blazing Saddles. Psycho. Um, you know, the, the guy at the beginning. and Yeah. yeah. Um, what the hell are you looking at, butthead? Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah, got one in... One out of ten. Yeah. What the hell are we supposed to do, you morons? Um, say it again. What the hell are we supposed to do, you morons? God, I know this. Oh, brother, where are they? Animal House. Uh. <clears throat> I can put you in Queens the night of the hijacking. I don't have the name of the movie in my head. <clears throat> that Martin Scorsese movie with no. with Robert De Niro and Ray Liotta? No. We already did that one, yeah, too. We did that one. Um, <clears throat> that Coen Brothers movie with uh, no. that funny guy. He's not always funny. Mm-mm. Blazing Saddles. Usual suspects. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's going to have to stay after school. Mean Girls. Wag the dog. I'm just going to start naming movies you're not on the list. Yeah. Um, that George Hamilton sure can move. Quisha. No, Bullworth. Oh, yeah. What the hell does he know? He's an ignorant old man. Crossroads. <laughs> I just thought I knew it. Oh, brother, where art thou? Oh, damn. Steve Allen is getting busy signal because my mother-in-law won't shut up. Quisha? Yes, Quisha. Really? Yeah. I just don't think it's something in the 50s. Yeah. Um, so um, we think we should discuss the bonus situation. We've already had office space. The bonus situation. These are people in a, a must, probably a much more uh, harder work situation, probably, than office space. Armageddon. Yeah, alien. Ah, yeah. Idolater, your soul is required in hell. Ghostbusters. New Jack City. That's when he shoots him. Ah. The old man shoots him. I believe in overtipping. Overtipping? Mm-hmm. Blazing Saddles. My Blue Heaven. Ah. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Halloween. Yes. Wow, I can't believe I got that. Yeah. This fork is ice cold. Catch me if you can. Yes. You almost nailed the accent too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think you needed a little place. This fork. It's ice cold. cold. Yeah, no, he, you gotta leave a, out a little less 
No punctuation. A little less than Shatner. Random punctuation. A little less than Shatner. Right, right. It it's thirty minutes away. I'll be there in ten. Was that the quote? Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um, I can't believe I gave my panties to a geek. Uh, Sixteen candles. Yes. These guys don't look so tough. Yeah, that's what Custer said when the Indians took the field. Two different characters. Yeah. The Warriors. Eight men out. There's two different characters. Have you heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? I don't listen to hip hop. Um, Blazing Saddles. South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. That's a really good line. Yeah. Um, Blazing Saddles. Revenge of the Nerds. Booger said it. Today's my birthday. My father says I can have whatever I want. Christmas vacation. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, I've never been in a cell that had a phone in it. Can I stay for a while? Because I ordered a pizza. I know that's Eddie Murphy. Uh, well, we've already been coming to America and trading places. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else was out there. Uh, Bill Ray Hill Scott. Yes. Beverly Hill Scott. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the guy's been in town two days. He already thinks he's David O. fucking Selznick. Oh, it's a Hollywood movie. Movie making movie. Where is it at Wood? Where did Big Lebowski? Blazing Saddles. Get Shorty. I figured you might get that one by the context. Yeah. How. Big are you? I mean, um, how tall are you? Blazing Saddles. Superman the movie. Um, I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. Groundhog Day. Yes, Groundhog Day. That's it. That's it. You want to see how many you got right? Yeah, how many did I get right? If I got more than 10%, I'll be happy. Okay, you... Uh, Talk for a minute. I'll count them up here. So, uh, <clears throat> it's an amazing thing that happened this past week here in America where all sides of every different argument came together in joyous harmony, pulling for the great American way, watching the river flow down the cascades of life. Yeah, I got, I'm, I'm out. I'm tapped.
32. You got 32 out of 100, right? That's 32%. That's yeah, amazing. I believe that's a third. I believe that's 32%. It's uh, just under a third. Yeah. In fact, I'll even, goes, I'll even round it up and say it's almost half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I did that. Did you like that little exercise? Yes, I did yeah. like that. Yeah, I figured you would. I mean, if I would have made the quotes I definitely know from these movies. I mean, I know those quotes because of, they're my favorites, but yeah, I definitely would have... Uh, um, if you would have got most of them right, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been that fun. So, um, so I made them difficult. Um, and I did them out of order mostly, although I went in runs where I do like 20 in a row the same. But uh, So I wanted to um, mention um, the final uh, villains list, um, where as it stands was, uh, and I think the villains list, when I was coming up with ideas for this podcast, I think the villains list was a, a very unique cool idea uh, to do the villains list because it's not something that it was like a living breathing list as we yeah changed it as we yeah along. yeah and we could have done a heroes list or we could have done a top 10 quotes list or whatever but you know villains list seemed like a a good interesting thing to keep talking about every week um so how it ended up was uh, at the bottom uh brick top from snatch uh next is nino brown from reject city hans landa from Inglorious bastards deadly smith from LA Confidential, the Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, Norman Bates from Psycho, Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs, and Michael Myers from Halloween. Uh, and number one, that's how I ended up. And, uh, you know, one feature we had too every week was where Paul tried to guess the number on the list because he had no idea. Uh, he had no idea what was the numbers were on the list. And he had to, based on, uh, how he knows me and how he knows my taste in movies. He tried to guess the number and somehow it took about 90 episodes um, before he guessed and Psycho was the first one he guessed correct. Um, just from the law of averages of, uh, of probability, it's it's insane that it took that long. Just, you know. Yeah. Terry Means got it in the first try. Right, and if you were just... If you were just rolling a die, hey Carrie, how you doing? Yeah, exactly. Big fan. And if you were uh, rolling the die and just completely random, you probably would have got it several times right. Before if you that. were rolling a hundred-sided die, which right. takes quite a while to stop, especially on a slope, yeah, it would still probably pick more correct than I. Oh, thought. it would definitely would have because it's it's crazy. I mean, I was going to do the probability on it, but I never got to that um, thing. But uh, I think it was a great feature. But um, um, the fun thing to talk about each week um, and. Uh, you know, a few of the podcasts that I that I that were inspiration for this podcast, because it's been two years since we started, like exactly two years. And a few of the podcasts that were inspirations for this, about three of them actually ended in that same time period. Uh, Craigslist ended. Um, you know, it's a similar thing when they do the top 100 movies. Uh, it ended. Um, uh, Movie Crush uh, podcast ended um, not too long ago and uh, Friendly Fire all they did was uh, war movies. Uh, it ended in the same uh, time period while we we're doing this. Um, and uh, some of the other ones, uh, Douglas movies is still going strong for uh, 15, 15 years now. And uh, there's some other great ones out there. Um, I wanted to mention uh, the bizarre uh, albums podcast uh, where they just, re they talk about some crazy weird album. And that's where the, I got the idea to use Anchor, which is the company we do the uh, podcast through. Anchor's owned by Spotify. 
Um, and uh, it's a it's a good podcast. It's, it's like about 15, 20 minute episodes once a week about some weird album. Like, for example, when Hulk Hogan made an album or Freddy Krueger released an album, things like that. Um, the um, uh, as of as of this recording, uh, it's going to keep growing over time because people will keep finding the podcast. But as of this recording, uh, we're listened to in 32 different countries. Uh, 34 different states and within each state you can click on the state um, and in in California there's 20 different cities uh, that listen to us which is pretty wild um, 20 different cities in California so, wow yeah um, currently the top downloaded episodes and these are these are pretty much all most of the very old episodes um, Starting from uh, at the bottom of this uh, list uh, is uh, Baby Driver, Alien, Airplane, The Shining, Back to the Future, Wag the Dog, Quick Change, Field of Dreams, Raising Arizona, Eight Men Out, Joyride, and True Romance is the most downloaded episode. Um, and uh, people tend to uh, wind their way uh, through the podcast. Uh, the new episodes don't necessarily get a lot of downloads, but the older ones, people are working their way through the, through the list. So that's a good sign. Um, and we definitely appreciate, uh, the people that have, uh, been listening to us, um, for a while now. Um, and, uh, you know, I mentioned before how the podcast came together, you know, I, I was going to put my top 100 list together because, uh, uh, one of the podcast hosts that hosts, um, um, Movie Crush, but also um, uh, Stuff You Should Know, which is an immensely po uh, popular podcast. Uh, he one stuff time. Stuff You Should Know? Yeah, Stuff You Should Know, yeah. Um, he, um, one time on Facebook, he put his top 100 movie list together, and it was the, his top 100 movies, but he had the movie poster for all the top 100. So you could look at his all top 100 movie posters and that gave me the idea to put a list together and as i put the, started putting the list together i realized that would be a good idea for a podcast um so that's how i um came up with the idea and i called paul and asked him about it and he's like yeah that sounds like sounds like fun so that's when we started doing it i i know a few things about movies sometimes yeah yeah and uh, but quotes apparently not yeah well obscure quotes not not so much maybe but um um and uh that's how i got the idea to do it um and uh, it took me uh, a good, uh, I think it took me a good four months to finalize my list. I had a list of about 160 movies that potentially could have been on my list. And over a course of about four months or so, I, you know, these are all movies that already potentially were my favorites, but I rewatched over about four months, I rewatched about 140 movies. Um, so I could finalize the order, order of the list and uh, took a while to get it going. Uh, our first episode was a Christmas story, which released Christmas week, uh, 2019, uh, before, um, the coronavirus was well known. It, it was in China, but it was not even, didn't exist yet. I mean, it wasn't well known in America. It wasn't spread anyway. as widely right. it is now. Right wasn't in America yet. So, um, that's how long we've been doing podcasts. This episode will come out Christmas week. So two weeks or two years later, I mean, um, and, um, in the future, we definitely, um, 
we plan on doing more, um, putting out more episodes, um, other movies that aren't, aren't on, obviously aren't on my top 100, but are other good movies we can talk about. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll hit up new movies that come out that we both go to see for whatever yeah. reason. And uh, yeah. Not necessarily new movies, but you know. I even had a thought of something we were talking earlier yeah. today about you know John Turturro being so many movies. Yeah, we'd do a little uh, you know marathon of actors or directors yeah. and then do a, a look at you know somebody. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to be doing more episodes in the future. Um, um, none, none as of right now, but sometime in the near future, and we'll definitely um, they'll be published in the same feed be able to download them uh they just won't have a number on them as far as what number they're on my list because they won't be officially on my list but um and we also have ideas for uh podcasts we may do in the future um and uh you know we've had some ideas we may we might do we might not do but it'll definitely be i'll be able to place the uh a message uh within these episodes so people know uh where to get them where to download them and uh paul do you have any uh Anything more to add for the final, as of now, the final episode? Uh, at the moment, nothing I can think of. Um, what, uh, what the future holds, mm -hmm. no one really knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing more stuff. Uh, we just don't know exactly what it is yet and when, but we're going to be doing more stuff. And I do think that uh, the pandemic and the quarantine and all that stuff definitely has accelerated pace of change for the way technology delivers movies to us and the yes. way we will be watching them mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> in order for the studios to make their money they delayed things as much as they could and they started putting stuff out there was the big hullabaloo with black widow mm -hmm. coming out in theaters and on streaming at the exact same time and how much scarlett johansson got paid because her contract said you know for movie ticket sales right. Right, x right but a lot of their sales were direct payments through streaming yeah so, uh, and there are other actors who will, you know, especially in uh, movies that are, you know, done by Disney or one of the other big services that have a lot of streaming going on, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that they capture that money for themselves. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that, uh, you know, you, wanna, you want me to be in your movie and make a lot of money for you, you've got to pay X amount to me. And yeah. I want part of this and part of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's going to change a, a lot of different things. Uh, uh, plus, uh, you know that other pieces of technology have uh, changed, you know, like uh, the way Mandalorian is filmed, the mm -hmm. 360 immersive uh, screening they do, yeah. filming that. And, uh, so uh, I think also uh, um, too much is going on politically and socially that as things change, we'll just get uh, we'll get the same content we'll just get it delivered differently or mm -hmm. in, in different looks yeah 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 um i don't know if i had anything to add really i mean we're like i said we're going to be doing more stuff in the future um we don't have official concrete plans as of now but we're going to be doing more stuff in the future and uh uh thanks everybody for listening and uh keep listening because a lot of you are a lot of people honestly are uh, still about maybe a year, year and a half behind on the podcasts, uh, which is fine. They're going to keep the numbers keep growing over time um, yep. as they have been. Um, we, our, our total downloads have grown exponentially um, for sure. Um, 
and uh, they keep growing, which is good. And uh, I think it goes without saying that we still absolutely definitely need someone in Antarctica exactly. to find our podcast. Exactly. We need that seventh continent. Yeah. So get on your walkie-talkies. Get on your Boost Mobile. Yeah. Send out your tweets. Find someone on Antarctica. Mm-hmm. That's the big continent on the south side. Yeah, yeah. We need a new south sider. Any right. south sider. Come on. Right, right. I mean, it's, well, it's on the south side unless you're a flat earth believer. Um, which case it's on the what side? I don't remember, yeah. but I was watched Behind the Curve, which is a documentary movie that, oh. about a flat earth people. Really? On Netflix right now. It's uh, it's worth, it's great. It's worth hey, watching. flat earth people have people all around the globe. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying, you know, flat earth people, uh, they, listen, they like movies too. So, um, you know, but uh I think that's uh, about all I had to say. You, Paul, anything else? Yep, it's been fun. Yeah, it it's has. been doing it. Yeah, it's been an experience. Um, I'm glad I did it. It was, it was a lot of fun doing it. And so there won't be a teaser for next episode because we don't know when the next episode is. Let's Groundhog Day teaser and bring it up. Right, to right. To mess with people. Yeah. They'll never know what we're doing. That's true. Um, so this has been 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. And I like some of them, too. I think we ought to look at this from a military point of view. I mean, uh, supposing the Ruskies stashed away some big bomb, see, and we didn't. When they come out in 100 years, they could take over. I agree, Mr. President. In fact, they might even try an immediate sneak attack so they could take over our mineshaft space. Yeah, I think it'd be extremely naive of us, Mr. President, to, uh, to imagine that these new developments are going to cause any change in Soviet expansionist policy. I mean, we must be increasingly on the alert to prevent them from taking over other mineshaft space in order to breed more prodigiously than we do, thus knocking us out through superior numbers when we emerge. Mr. President, we must not allow a mineshaft gap. Sir, I have a plan. <laughs> Oh